The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with your host, Jackie Pilosoff. No one should have to go through a divorce feeling alone and isolated. The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast is a production of Divorced Girl Smiling, where every show is 30 minutes aimed to empower you, help you feel validated and understood, and connect you with some of the best divorce professionals in the industry. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and start smiling as you join us right now for the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Before we get started, I want to take a minute to talk about divorce attorney Christine DiOrio. Christine is a divorce attorney and an estate planning attorney in Tampa Bay, Florida, and she has such an interesting background. She's a former state prosecutor and public defender, and Christine went through a divorce herself. So I love her because of her experience, but also she really has such a wonderful heart and has so much dedication and compassion for people going through a divorce. So she focuses on keeping cases out of court and instead settling them via mediation. Her ultimate goal is to help clients thrive after divorce. So if you want to learn more about Christine, you can find her at christinediorio.com. I also want to talk about my newest Divorce Girl Smiling Trusted Professional. Her name is Karis Nafty, and Karis is the founder of her practice, Who Keeps the Dog? So in a divorce, Who Keeps the Dog, this might surprise you, is a huge issue in countless divorces, and it can be really emotional, it can be devastating. And Karis has dedicated her entire practice to being a dog and pet mediator and custody specialist. She has 25 years of experience as a dog behavior specialist, and she's also a divorce mediator. So Karis is so passionate about what she's doing, and I am so excited that I know her. I really have so much respect for what she's doing. If you want to find Karis, you can find her at whokeepsthedog.com. And you can find both Karis and Christine in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. So one of the most heartbreaking aspects of a divorce, in my opinion, is not getting to see your kids as much as you would if you were married, all living in the same house. And that is really, for me anyway, was very, very hard. And I felt guilty. I felt guilty when I wasn't with the kids and I was like enjoying the break. So that's a whole nother dynamic. But also like, you know, there are kids. We want to see them as much as possible. And sometimes if you have a job where you travel or you have to move to another state, then you really can't see your kids. So there is a solution, and that's what I'm going to talk about today, called virtual parenting. It's a really big thing now. I think it started over COVID, and then now people realize that we use Zoom so much, why not use it sometimes for virtual parenting time? And to talk about this very important subject with me, it is Brad Benedetto, Brad is a divorce attorney in Detroit, 
and he is also a legal liaison for our family wizard. Hi, Brad. Hi, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Very, very nice having you, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Tell me about what I just said. Do you agree with me that do your clients say that one of the most difficult aspects of divorce is not being with the kids? 100%. I mean, you go from seeing them every single day to any number of arrangements. You see people try to see their kids on a regular basis with like a 2-2-3 parenting time schedule or a 2-2-5-5, perhaps week on, week off. But sometimes a person's individual circumstances don't allow that to happen. And it can be incredibly challenging, even if you're doing a 2-2-3. So people have to adjust and virtual parenting time has been a great way for some people to you know, grow and maintain that bond on a consistent basis. So what is virtual parenting? Tell me about that. So the traditional view of virtual parenting time is what many of your listeners might be thinking right now. You know, it's the classic audio or video call when the children are in the care of the other parents. But really, virtual parenting time goes beyond that. You know, many jurisdictions have either formally or informally provided additional guidance about what virtual parenting time entails. You know, you could have well, like I said, the classic audio or video call, but there's so many different other mediums where parents can communicate with their children. Think about DMing on social media, you know, sending a meme that you find funny on Instagram or a Snapchat, even talking on a headset while playing a video game. You know, many jurisdictions are defining that as virtual parenting time because the parents are interacting with the child, you know, when they're not in their care. So, the view of what is included with virtual parenting time is absolutely evolving and growing. But when, when it comes to parenting time plans, generally that traditional view is, is what is considered. Okay. So was I right in saying that the virtual parenting sort of started with COVID? Oh, I mean, it was percolating, we can say before then, but it took off with, with COVID. I mean, not only because people were isolating, but there's also, you know, health concerns. People were getting sick left and right. <laughs> you know, you could find yourself where a parent that's going through a separation or a divorce might have had to otherwise miss their regular parenting time because they were infected with COVID or their kids were. And, you know, there was so much less movement back and forth between place to place. And so it kind of came out of necessity uh, it, as far as the health concerns are, are considered. But Beyond that, you know, you have, you have, I guess, video chat literacy going up, whether that be Zoom or other programs. So many people through their work or even the children with school became so much more in tune with those tools. And it just became almost like abundantly obvious that this could be a really great tool for parents to be able to see their children on a more consistent basis. Right. Another good thing that came out of COVID, which you know, right. horrible. And there were so many awful things, but you know, there were some good things that we learned with, and this was one of them. So tell me in your opinion, in what cases would somebody want virtual parenting? Like when would that apply? I would go ahead and say that in almost every single parenting time plan, virtual parenting time can be considered to be a factor. I just think what it would look like would depend on the circumstances. So I think of it like a spectrum. You know, on on one hand, you could have people that go through a divorce, they they have minimal communication-related conflict, and they just want to be able to check in with their kids on a consistent basis when the children are in the care of the other parent. Perfect. Great. You know, have that recap phone call, you know, in the evenings or whatever it might be. 
you know, that can be a really easy and seamless thing that can happen just on a very informal basis. But on the other end of the spectrum, you could also have the more extreme cases. Perhaps you have uh, a case where there was domestic violence or abuse and neglect or something along those lines. And perhaps there's a supervised parenting time plan or, or a graduated parenting time plan. I mean, if you think about it, those supervised parenting time visits are incredibly expensive. I can say in my area, they range from, you know, 60 to $110 an hour on average. And so a lot of times parents will supplement those supervised parenting time visits with virtual parenting time. You know, it really does fall into a spectrum, but I guess finding the right plan for an individual parent, um, I mean, I'd say it's good for everybody for the most part. Okay. So that was something I didn't even think of. So thank you for that. But the ones I was thinking of where somebody would want virtual parenting in their parenting plan would be if, let's say, one of the parents has to move out of town for their job or for some other reason. Okay. That's a one. And then also, like when I was married, my ex-husband traveled for his job. He was on the road four days, three, four days a week. So that would make it hard. So wouldn't it be nice if dad can sit in his hotel room and have an hour to have a Zoom call with his kids? You know, it's so good for the soul. It's good for the relationship. And it's good for the kids. Absolutely. These kids, when you get divorced, and I don't want to make anybody listening feel badly. It's just the reality of divorce. These poor kids are adjusting too. And so even if it's your parenting time, and let's say your kid is crying because they miss dad, and you're so angry with your ex, you just don't even want to even look at his face on a Zoom call. But how about a 10-minute Zoom with dad, even if it's your parenting time, and just so they can say goodnight, and your children will feel so much better, and they'll appreciate you more, and everyone will just be happier. Oh, 100%. I mean, and there's so many, I I would say it's pretty universally accepted that consistent communication is absolutely crucial and important for for the the children. And that doesn't change post-separation. I mean, there's a reason why we we see a gravitation towards more 50-50 parenting time schedules because having both parents in the children's life is incredibly important when possible. And so, like you said, when when you have a parent that's traveling for work, those those calls can be done on an informal basis, but they can also be planned in advance. I mean, especially if there is conflict, it can be helpful to say, okay, when this parent is traveling for work, you know, we'll schedule a 10 minute phone call or an hour phone call or whatever it might be at seven o'clock. And it can give the children that level of consistency too, because they know they can see mom or dad or whoever it might be at that time. And then guess what? They're going to be in a good mood the rest of the day and they're not going to be whining and crying because they know at seven o'clock they're going to get to talk to the other parent. Right. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff and I'm your host. I'm here today with divorce attorney Brad Benedetto and Brad and I are talking about virtual parenting and how it works. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we are going to talk about some ideas for virtual visits, and then we're going to talk about a wonderful tool that will help you in your virtual parenting. We'll be right back. 
I want to take a minute to recommend two Divorced Girl Smiling trusted professionals who I think are amazing. The first one is Divorce Coach Karen Covey. And I have known Karen probably for close to 10 years now. Karen was a divorce attorney. She then became a divorce mediator and then decided to take all her experience and become a divorce coach. And what I love about Karen, so many things, but she's a great listener. She is taking all of her experience as a divorce attorney and mediator and wrapping that up in helping somebody getting divorced and kind of being on their side the entire time and walking them through it and helping them make good decisions that are gonna affect the long-term outcome of their divorce. I can't say enough about Karen. If you wanna find her, you can find Karen at karencovy.com. I also wanna talk about a great plastic surgeon named Dr. Jeremy Warner. Dr. Warner is a very well-known, well-respected doctor on the North Shore of Chicago. And I probably know quite a few people that have gone to him for things like face and neck lifts, eyelid surgeries, rhinoplasty, revision rhinoplasty, Botox, and other fillers. He also does other med spa services. If you want to find Dr. Warner, you can reach him at warnerplasticsurgery.com and you can find both Dr. Warner and Karen Covey in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girls Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff, and I'm your host. Today, we are talking virtual parenting. I'm here with divorce attorney and legal liaison for our family wizard, Brad Benedetto. And Brad, what I want to know is... When people have these virtual visits, what are they doing? Like, what do they do on these virtual visits? Right. So the the most common thing that I hear from my clients is the classic recapping of the day. A lot of times the virtual parenting time will, will occur on a weekday and they'll talk perhaps after school, after they come home and do their homework and at dinner. But there's also ample opportunity for parents to come up with other creative solutions to try to keep the children engaged and look forward to those virtual visits. So I I hear about parents that read their children a bedtime story, or they will oftentimes buy two copies of the same book and read it together, perhaps take turns page to page and make it a group activity. You know, you'll, you'll have parents and their children eat a meal together. You know, they'll just prop up the phone or the iPad or whatever it be next to them and just, and, and have the duration of the call be while they're eating food. I, I hear about parents that play video games online and they'll join, you know, the the voice chat and, and play a game together. Even on a more informal basis, sometimes people play, you know, words with friends or other board games have apps that you can play and app chat functions. So it's really what you make of it. And it's important for a parent to consider what are the children's interests and how can I incorporate this into an online format? Because there are tons of opportunities to do so, whether that be via uh, a video call to do that activity or a corresponding app. So true. I love all the ideas. You're right. It's endless what you can do. Some ideas I was thinking is playing a game, doing yoga together, It all depends on, like you said, the interests of the kids, but also the ages, where you are in your relationship, the gender. 
the kids' passions, and it can be anything. Right. You can even just watch a, a live show together. You don't necessarily have to be talking the entire time. It's all about just trying to, you know, trying to simulate that in-person parent time to the best of your ability. You're never going to be able to fully replace it, but just trying to find something interesting that can keep the children engaged and look forward to it is just so important. And I want to address one more thing. I think a lot of kids, it's awkward when the parent moves out and they have visitation and they don't really know how they're supposed to act and they don't know what to say, especially on Zoom, because, okay, we're sitting here on a screen, now what? So I think we're going to get into this later, we could, but, you know, planning is really important on the parent's part. Like, what do you want that to look like? And you can talk to people about it, ask the kid's therapist, ask your therapist or divorce coach, and just kind of have a plan so that when you get on the Zoom, it's not like, okay, what else? And you're just sitting there. Right. Uh, A lot of parents will address that in a kind of a similar fashion that they would with their regular parenting time, perhaps having a calendar that's, that's readily visible for the child to see. It could be posted onto the refrigerator. Or depending on their age, they could they could have it as part of a shared calendar on their cell phone, you know, whatever it might be to make the expectation known that that this is when the parent time is going to be. And also, depending on the age, I've had clients have success just being kind of point blank with their children and just letting them know how much the virtual parenting time means to them and that they that they really care about seeing their children and that they really look forward to it. And just just having that frank conversation by saying that, you know, and just telling them that seeing them is one of the best parts of their day and, you know, just just opening up emotionally and, and providing that level of, of comfort to the children can be really helpful. I just love that. That's great. I want to move on to a really wonderful tool that can help people have virtual parenting time. And it's part of Our Family Wizard, which is a leading app for people getting divorced. I just love Our Family Wizard. I'm a huge fan, have been for a long time. And Brad, tell me about this new feature that helps people with virtual parenting. It's called Calls. That's right. So Calls operates in a very similar way to what a parent might have experienced using perhaps FaceTime. We have audio and video calls. So that feature, it, it mimics FaceTime audio and FaceTime video at that fundamental core of what it does. But when our family wizard is designing any feature for for our app, we we take something that exists and then specifically tailor that that function, bearing in mind the common pain points that we commonly see in family law cases. So at its core, the the primary benefit that the calls feature allows parents to do is to communicate parent to parent with the audio or video call, or it, it's a phenomenal tool to facilitate virtual parenting time. Some of the additional benefits that parents will see with our family wizard that you're not going to see if you have, um, you know, if you're using whatever program is already installed onto their cell phone is we have a closed system which is incredibly important because it provides additional privacy from not using phone numbers. I don't want to scare your audience, so I'm not going to talk about all the different types of, you know, tracking that can be done with the cell phone, but unfortunately cyber stalking is a thing and so a lot of that cyber stalking can happen through 
pings to cell towers so we can curb that by having the closed system. Beyond that, we have consent features, which is incredibly important because sometimes when parents are are separating and they're experiencing communication-related conflict, they they don't necessarily want to be available for a phone call 24-7. Perhaps they, they have issues with one of the parents calling too often, or perhaps they, they they don't call at the appropriate times. So so we have the we give parents the ability to have a toggle switch to consent to phone calls turn and they can turn it on and off. It's important to note that they should make sure that that's that that, that tool is used pursuant to whatever their parenting time plan is because we want them to be available if if it's appropriate but for those cases that need that additional level of of uh privacy or security parents can turn the consent on and off even bigger than that we are working on releasing recording and transcription for the calls so in cases where it's appropriate we are going to be giving parents the ability to have an entire recording of the phone call and Though many parents might think, okay, well, that that might not be for me. Well, it might be because if you're if you're working with a divorce coach or a mental health professional, and and you're and and, and parents are working on their co-parenting skills or whatever it might be, having those recordings can be incredibly helpful for for working on and building those tools. Beyond that, if if there's a case of with ongoing litigation, it can be incredibly important, especially if someone's has supervised parenting time or a graduated parenting time plan. The transcription kind of goes hand in hand with those same benefits. It, it's just a, you know, a, a text transcript of the words that were said. Um, so we have, we we put together all these different features as tools that are available to parents. What I like to say is that think of it kind of like bumpers at a bowling alley, right? You know, ideally, you don't you don't necessarily want to be needing the recording or having to toggle the consent on and off or having to worry about sharing phone numbers. But our family wizard provides those bumpers to be in place in the in the event that you need it. Wow! I mean, I would never have thought of any of those things because before we were talking about this, I was thinking, well, why can't somebody just FaceTime? What's the difference? And you have brought up some really good points. And this is the reason I love Our Family Wizard, because they think of everything having to do with divorce. And these one call, one thing could really make a difference, especially in cases of high conflict divorce or where kids need help. And like you said, they can show it to their therapist or whatever. Let's move on to a couple other tips for helping people with virtual parenting. So Brad wrote this article for Divorce Girl Smiling about virtual parenting, which you could go to the site and read. And part of it talks about additional tips to help with virtual parenting. And one was help your children understand the schedule and why virtual parenting was chosen. Brad, why is that important? Well, it's important to make sure that any kind of consistency or reliability that you can manufacture for the kids during a time of turbulence for them is given to them. And so if they know, okay, on on days, on Monday through Wednesday, I'm going to be at mom's house, on Thursday through Friday, I'm going to be at dad's house or whatever it might be, those same principles apply to virtual parenting time. You want to try to make sure that they know 
what is going on so they can count on that parent to be there for them at those times. It's it's kind of like the example that you brought up earlier in our conversation. If or a child might be, you know, crying and whining because they they miss dad or they miss mom or whoever it might be. And so when you can create that consistency for them, it can help foster a positive conversation when the parent does get that time. And so there's numerous ways you can do that. You can incorporate it into whatever the schedule is that the that the children use. You can remind the children tonight at seven o'clock you're gonna be able to talk to, you know, this parent or you can do a number of different ways to try to give give the children the heads up and the consistency to know that that's going to happen for them. And it's so important. Everybody listening probably knows this if they're a parent. Kids love structure. They thrive on knowing what is planned for them, especially young kids. But I would say all kids and I'd say all people really. Absolutely. want to know. And when you don't know, it's stressful. So if we can take that away from our kids by planning ahead, And letting them know of any changes that are going to happen, which was your next tip. Right. Or to tell the kids if something's changing, because what that does is it eases their mind and they don't have to be surprised. They don't want to be surprised. They don't want, they're going through enough change. And so routine and structure helps kids really reduce anxiety and thrive more. Absolutely. And And another thing that one can do when there is a change like for example, let's say one of the parents needs to go on a work trip, so the the, the Wednesday call is going to be on Thursday this week, and it might otherwise disrupt that flow that the child's used to. You know, when you when when the parents informing the child of that change, they can also also empower them to be a part of that change and make it a positive and put a positive spin on it. So say, okay, well, we're gonna have to do the call on Thursday. Do like, do you want to do this activity or this activity or this activity? So it takes the focus off of that change and puts it into more of, of giving them a positive choice where they can feel like they're controlling that outcome, despite the fact that they're kind of aren't, you know? I love it. Such, such wonderful advice. I want to move on to your last tip, which is that Virtual parenting is never going to be as good as in-person. We all know that. We all love it. But make the best of it. Appreciate the time and try to have fun. And remember that your kids love you no matter what. And really, it's about quality, you know, quality of what you're saying, right? Absolutely. It comes down to doing everything that a parent can reasonably do to try to keep the child engaged and to try to make it fun. Because you could have a phone call every single day at eight o'clock or whatever it might be and just have kind of a, a, a boring two minute conversation. How was your day? Oh, good. You know, how was your day? Good. And you just kind of want to just avoid that. And if you can try to make it positive and and get creative and put that additional effort to to put together a game or activity or whatever reading a book whatever it might be the children pick up on that and they they will appreciate it and it can just help strengthen that bond and like you said they'll love you no matter what and so even if it's a lame if you think it's a lame game just playing connect four on an app or whatever it might be those can be really important moments for the children i love it and When I said appreciate it, think back to like the 70s or the 80s. This technology wouldn't have been available. People didn't have this opportunity to see your kids' faces. And I really believe that just seeing the kids' faces over the Our Family Wizard calls feature 
or, you know, anything is, anything virtual is just a way to warm your heart, keep you inspired and hopeful, say, this is going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Seeing your kids' faces, there's there's really nothing like it. 100%. Brad, thank you so much. This was such an interesting conversation. I really appreciate you taking time to be here. And I want to ask you if you'll tell my listeners where they can find you if they want a consult or to learn more if they're in the Detroit area. Of course. So I, I do have a website, BenedettoFamilyLaw.com, so you can find just the general information about my my legal services there. But more importantly, I think for a lot of the parents that are listening here that might not otherwise be located at Michigan, I publish articles on the Our Family Wizard website, so there's plenty of free resources for them to to learn more about the calls feature or virtual parenting time or really a number of different topics in general. I, I do post on LinkedIn, you know, you name it. I do have an online presence. So by all means, feel free to take to take a look at any of that stuff. And and I hope that those resources can be helpful for your listeners. And I want to tell my listeners, you can find the calls feature and learn more about Our Family Wizard also at ourfamilywizard.com. And you can find Our Family Wizard on the Divorced Girl Smiling website in of the course. general section. And so thanks again, Brad. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you for having me, Jackie. And I also want to tell my listeners, if you want to find trusted vetted divorce professionals, listen to more podcasts, read articles, download my mobile app, or sign up for my free consult, come see me at DivorcedGirlSmiling.com. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you real soon. Mm -hmm.